You are listening to the Beard Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast, a part of the Four Beardsmen Sports Network. Hello there, and welcome to the Beard Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Beard Brother Dylan. And I'm Beard Brother AJ. Yeah. And uh, we have a couple of esteemed colleagues here with us this week uh, from our new venture, the Four Beardsmen Sports Network. You guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves? What's going on, guys? I'm Alex the Captain from College Sports Connection Podcast. I'm AJ the Guru, also from the College Connection Sports Podcast. Alrighty, gentlemen, and we have a special treat for listeners out there. This is our first joint venture, so uh, we wanted to come together and do something kind of special to both of us because we cover fantasy football and NFL, of course, and then uh, you guys cover everything under the sun uh, that is college sports. So uh, we are going to do a pick-by-pick mock draft with each one of us uh, picking every four picks. Uh, acting, putting ourselves in the in the GM shoes and making these selections based off of how we feel they should, not what we think will happen. So I, uh, we we've got that going. We're gonna jump in with a little bit of news. Uh, we'll cover uh, the NFL side, and then you guys can jump in with some some college sports news here as well. Uh, and then the first thing we got because we actually missed it by a day from our recording last week. Uh, Brandon Cooks got traded to the Houston Texans mm-hmm. for a second round pick, and also the. Uh, the Texans received a fourth round pick back from the Rams for this trade. I, uh, AJ Nye, I'm going to specify. <laughs> uh, how do you, how do you feel about the trade? I feel it gives them a somewhat decent replacement for, for nuke. However, I feel like that team is stacked full of wide receiver twos. Yes. And, and, and threes. <laughs> yeah. And, and they have no real clear cut number one in my eyes. Yeah. I fan for from a fantasy standpoint, I'm not interested just from the standpoint of we don't, there's a 50, 50 proposition that Brandon cooks will miss at least half the games in the season due to his concussion history. So um, I do love his talent and I like where he has landing spot mm-hmm. um, because he'll be the wide receiver one there. Um, I don't think it'll be Will Fuller, but both of them have the same issue where they can't happen to stay on the field. So um, do you guys have anything you want to chime in about the, the deal? I think personally, you know, I watched that deal kind of go down and Houston has just this entire offseason been shooting themselves in the foot. Yep. That's been the big Not thing. Not even Houston, Bill O'Brien. I mean, <laughs> Bill O'Brien. But, yeah. I mean, Houston's giving him the reins, so mm-hmm. he is the the coaching face of Houston, if you will. And I think that they he's just been really – he's setting this team back significantly. And I think it's exactly. it's going to show here in the regular season – um, not saying they can't make the playoffs, you know, that the AFC South isn't exactly a juggernaut of a division right now, but mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't think they're going the right direction if they're trying to build off of the success of the last couple of years. Exactly. And, you know, going back to Brandon Cooks here for a second, you look at it, he's only played five seasons. The guy mm-hmm. is only 26 years old. He's been mm-hmm. on, this is his fourth team in five yes. years. He was drafted by New Orleans to 14 spent a year in new england a two years in la and now in houston so mm-hmm. really i mean the guy's been around i don't he is, know it's one uh, of those weird things he's so young but he's been around so much yeah fun fun little fact he is the second most traded player in nfl history number one is 
uh, I believe Tony Dorsett. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, I heard that little tidbit and I was like, damn, that really sucks. Cause he's talented and it's just, yeah. he can't seem to stick on a team. He can't but, seem uh, to stick and his injuries are what kill him more than anything. Yeah. So and he's one of those guys too. I don't think about much in college cause he was at Oregon state. Yeah. You know? So it's someone who's one of those guys. Yeah. He was taken in the first round well, the 20th mm-hmm. overall pick, but you're like, where did he go to college? Or you don't remember anything because mm-hmm. he was at Oregon state, but now, you know, Ocho Cinco went to Oregon state too, didn't he? Who did? Who did? Ocho Cinco? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. Uh, speaking of people being able to stick around on teams, it would appear that uh, Christian McCaffrey is going to be sticking around with the Panthers for the foreseeable future. He got yes. fucking bag. Uh, four years, $64 million. Uh, for people who hated math class, that is $16 million a year. And uh, I believe makes him the highest paid running back in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I almost wore that jersey instead of my Chubb jersey for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you think he stays all four years? Oh, yeah. The new coach? <sighs> yeah, with Matt Rule being there, um, I, I do – I like the, the scheme fit, I think. Um, it's one of those things, too, where you don't – you know, traditionally you don't pay a running back that kind of money. Mm-hmm. But then the no. argument against that is also as you look at his receiving yards. Mm-hmm. He's been their best receiver, the best running back for, what, two or three years now. Yep. Yeah, so only, he was only the, the third, third running back yeah. to do that. Yep, yeah, third yeah. to go thousand thousand. Plus, I mean, with Teddy coming in, Teddy has proven that he is a guy that does like to throw to the running back. So mm-hmm. plus, I mean, CMC has run routes out there as well for the team. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see how this is a bad move for them to sign him. And I don't think they'll ever let him go unless it's for eight bajillion dollars. Right. Yeah. And then uh, we uh, pretty slow news week. Uh, I'll actually let the two Browns fans here, the AJs, talk about this one. Uh, Browns yeah. got some new uniforms, uh, throwbacks. I personally didn't like, but uh, Mr. Ruffing here kind of uh, swayed me a little bit on it. And uh, you want to go ahead and talk about that? <laughs> yeah, these new ones I thought they were just more professional. Like we mentioned, we talked about earlier. I think the other ones look too high school, too, you know, because you go to local high school and they've got their name, their city on their mm-hmm. chest. Type of thing, and you know, you look in the NFL, not many teams have that. You can and so see I really like as he's wearing it right now. Yeah, you know, looking back to when the Browns came back, and like my parents had season tickets in the '80s and the '90s, and mm-hmm. so these were like the the cool jerseys. The one thing that was different was that orange pants, or yeah, orange pants at that time, orange, and yeah. they had the white the white face masks. I was mm-hmm. a big fan of the white I face love masks. the white face masks. Yes. Absolutely. And so, you know, I thought they would bring that back or maybe the gray they had a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. That white would look awesome. They kept mm-hmm. the brown, which still looks good. But I do like these retro. I don't like what they do with the color rush jersey, though. This one looks worse mm-hmm. than last year's, I thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's too plain, too. It's yep. just all brown. There's no design. There's no orange on the sleeve or anything like that like last year's. Um, but overall, I think they got it right this time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not so much as a a new jersey. It's just – bringing the old ones out of the closet and just wearing them. What's the over under on them uh, doing it? Let's say, let's give them two years (laughs) on them redoing their jerseys again. Right. Well, I think NFL contracts, what, four or five. I think it's five years for NFL contracts now. Yeah. I remember when they, these last years, I remember when they introduced those, I was sitting in history class at ball state and Mm -hmm. the guy sitting next to me, Trey, who my roommate, he's in my wedding, big football fan. And we had our phones out watching them introduce these jerseys. Mm -hmm. So it was like Brian Hartline, uh, Dante Whitner, and yeah, a few other Whitner. guys. 
You were just uh, Alex Mack, I think, was one of them. Alex Mack yeah. was on there, yeah. So uh, it's a couple of those guys, and uh, Barkevius Mingo is one of them. <laughs> so, you know, but I think they got it right. I think it's just a cool look. It kind of brings back the old school vintage, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, and I think that's the type of coach Stefanski is. He's a hard nosed ground and pound type of co- coach. I mean, mm-hmm. We batted Austin Hooper this year, so that gives us two tight end sets, and he loves to run the ball. We even mm-hmm. have a fullback this year. Yeah, I'm right. all in on fullbacks. I love them. And so this kind of brings that ground and pound style back, was, to play, uh, which I think's what's been missing for a little while. Andy Janovich, correct? Yeah, out of like from Denver. Part. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, that'll wrap up our NFL news segment. What do you guys got for the for college this week? I mean, for us, the biggest thing I saw: um, the vice president Mike Pence met with the uh, commissioners of college sports. I believe that was today. If it wasn't today, it was yesterday. Um, but they're they're putting a pretty pretty staunch halt on saying, "Look, we're not going to have any." college sports until all the students are back on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and something of note of that, I did see an article, I think it was Forbes yesterday that put out saying that colleges are starting to look at not even having students back until the spring mm-hmm. and just moving the fall semester to the spring, which mm-hmm. would really one, it affects recruiting big time. Mm-hmm. It affects, you know, obviously you're, you're talking about taking away a college football season. That's going to cripple NCAA sports for the foreseeable future. Cause now not only have you taken away the NCAA basketball tournament, you've now taken away all spring sports, which includes the college world series. And then now you talk about taking away college football. You've now have lost multiple billions of dollars of revenue yep. brought in by these schools, these bowl games, these, these host cities, all of this. And I think that's just so crazy that these schools and the NCAA is looking at that as a, as a possibility. And it's wild too, because I sent you that, uh, that layout a couple of weeks ago. I was trying to find it the other day and I couldn't, yeah. but it was how football funds every sport under it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. basketball does bring in some money, but football funds, water polo, tennis, lacrosse, everything down to synchronized Damn. swimming. Yeah. So if it funds every, this was the LSU uh, funds they had sent out or showed everybody and they fed everybody from the top down to synchronized swimming. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be a huge loss. Not on top of the loss they've already taken here from uh, March Madness mm-hmm. and the conference tournaments and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's really going to be interesting. Uh, Ryan, or excuse me, Gene Smith, uh, athletic director at Ohio State, he said on ESPN the other day, he goes, if it's not safe for player or fans to be in the stadium, there's no reason to play games with no fans because it's not safe for players either. And it makes it the logic that makes logical sense to me. Yeah, the anti-Vince McMahon point of view. Exactly. (laughs) WWE is essential Florida now. So I know. Well, and I think the important thing is that people need to remember, and obviously college athletics are a huge level of entertainment for a lot of individuals. mm -hmm. But I think what people need to remember is, and, you know, Cardale Jones is laughing somewhere. Um, These are institutions of, of higher learning. This, mm-hmm. they're, they're not coming here to play football. They're not mm-hmm. coming here to play soccer. I mean, some of them are. Some of them know that they're going to go pro when they're 14. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, as Cardale a general rule. Job right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> um, but, I mean, the, the goal for the, most of these kids, probably 85% of these kids who play football, is to get a degree, to earn a, earn a degree, to have a career outside of sports. Mm. And I think it's so critical that 
it, it's a good show for the athletic directors to come together and say, look, we're going to open because we're an educational institution, not because we want to have entertainment to the general mm-hmm. public. And, you know, I was looking, thinking about this too earlier, you know, in my four years of playing a ball state baseball, I have one teammate in the major leagues. It's one it's Zach, please Zach in Cleveland. That's mm-hmm. it. So, you know, I know some guys who went to the minors, but they lasted a year, maybe three, and that's it. So, you know, a lot of these guys aren't going to the next level. I can't remember who it was a couple of years ago, but it was like Jerry Rice and a couple of other stars who broke down the percentage of people who make it from college to the pros. And he got to, he got to him, he's like, yeah, it's point zero 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 one percent of these guys mm-hmm. make yeah. it here. Yeah, yep. it's, so, it's insane. Yeah. But that's the big news, I mean, that I saw. That was kind of the headliner of mm-hmm. – college sports in the last couple of days. I mean, nothing else. Oh, I mean, if uh, for anybody who cares, our Twitter was uh, interacted with Northern Illinois. Northern North Illinois. Country yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so that yeah. was kind of fun. <laughs> We've had a good luck with the Mac. My, my personal yeah. account was at the Mac conference last week mm-hmm. uh, and, and Ball State as always. And then you uh, with Northern Illinois. So I think they got to follow too. Yeah, that we well, they team. followed us, and then their coach followed us as well. Oh, nice! nice. So to get him so, on the show. Yeah, I was I was telling the uh, AJ uh, Nye that earlier that we're gonna have. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna reach out to him and get him on the show. So. Sure, and then uh, once we get things settled in, I'll reach out to Chris Wormley and uh, Stefan Stewart as well, and we'll get them on the show. Uh, Chris was obviously just traded to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you other guys don't know Chris Wormley played at Michigan. I did my mm-hmm. internship with him at the Detroit or the. Tigers and the Red Wings and the Mud Hens, we all worked together there. And then he so was I think he went Baltimore. to Whitmer too, didn't he? Yep, he's a Whitmer Yeah, because my, my dad has his autograph because yep, really. uh, my aunt works for the school system uh-huh. here. Uh, for She works for one of the elementary schools. Mm. Um, but my dad was a huge fan of his, watching yeah. him play through Michigan. Yeah, and, and he uh, was nine, nine myself both graduated from Whitmer. Yeah. Okay, and, yeah. Uh, I keep forgetting that. I don't know why I keep forgetting that. But. My my aunt knew his family really well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so he was in town for some kind of school break or something, and my aunt made it happen, got his autograph for him. Nice. Yeah, he. Uh, I sent him a uh, Ravens jersey right after he got drafted, actually. He signed it for me. I have it framed mm-hmm. at my parents' house. It's dope. Awesome. But uh, he's an awesome dude. He was just traded to Pittsburgh, obviously. And then it's so funny, too, because the gentleman he's backing up is Stephon it who plays yes. at Notre Dame. Yep. Stefan is married to one of my childhood friends. So I know <laughs> Stefan really well, too. Jeez. And so – and it's so funny because up. it's – I hate Notre Dame and I hate Michigan. So, Chris, Michigan. <laughs> and we hate Stephane, the Steelers. Notre Dame, I hate the Steelers. And yeah. I hate Baltimore. So, everything – all my karma of all these years is finally coming back to me, haunting me in the past three four years. So I remember vividly when Stefan got drafted because the second round, it was uh, – I, you know how you know how they do a second round. They bring somebody from the Pittsburgh, from Pittsburgh mm-hmm. out and they announce a draft. And I'm sitting on my couch. And I you know my, my parents were sitting there like, "This is going to be Stefan." Just mm-hmm. going because it happened to be the guy, a guy who played for Pittsburgh who and played for Notre Dame as well. And Stefan mm-hmm. was on the board, and someone were son of a bitch. This is going to be Stefan. <laughs> and 30 seconds later, it showed it panned to a camera in this house in Georgia, and his family and our friends who were with them, they were all there. And I go, "You've got to be kidding me." Then you look, you go to 2016. I'm watching the draft in the third round or fourth round, whatever Chris was listening. And all of a sudden, Chris Wormley, Michigan. I go, get, get away from it. 
but uh, they've been great. Yeah, I've, I get to see them every once in a while. I'll see Stefan in the summers, and then I'll see Chris every once in a while when we're back in Toledo and things like that. But yeah, I have a really ugly purple Ravens jersey signed by him. <laughs> and it was one of those things, too, where I, I talked to him shortly after he was drafted, and excuse me, after he was traded. It was so weird how Baltimore marketed uh, who they get from Jacksonville. Uh, because well, they Campbell, they, Clay, they marketed him in Clay's his Campbell. number, didn't they? They marketed him in a number ninety three jersey. In that moment, I knew Chris was gone. Yeah. I knew it because they put him in a ninety three jersey. and go, that's it. And I mean, Calais Campbell's been in the league for a very long time as well. Yeah, he's, he's going to be thirty four this year, I think. Yeah, so. and Chris is still on his rookie contract. Mm-hmm. So, right, I guess. Um, Let's see in this mock draft. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, we've got it set up here. Um, we'll just, I'll list the first four picks here. Uh, number one with the Bengals, that's me, uh, number, and we're going to alternate between shows. So, um, uh, I'll, I'll draft first for the Bengals. Alex, you've got the Redskins at number two. Uh, Nye, you've got the Lions at number three and then roughing, you've got the Giants at number four and we'll keep that order, uh, five through you know, five through nine, 10 through 12 or 10 through 13, stuff like that. So, um, we can uh, jump right in. This is going to be the easiest one of the entire thing. If I'm the Bengals, I'm taking Joe Burrow number one. It's yeah. It's <laughs> as Alex wears his jersey, taking the draft. Joey honestly. Burrow. Woo! Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, he's a phenomenal talent. Um, really came on this year. Had was it sixty touchdowns? Yeah. 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 Sixty touchdowns. Yeah, and only like what eight nine interceptions. Uh, if not that. even. Yeah, seven. I think it was six. Yeah, it was, six. it was something stupid. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, led his team to the national championship. And, uh, you know, LSU was stacked everywhere on that roster. But mm-hmm. Joey Burrow coming along, um, I, I don't see them trading down. I don't see him saying, I'm not going to play there. There was rumors again that rumors. Um, Joey was talking how he doesn't want to play for him. Oh, no, I saw that tweet. That dude was fake as fuck. Yeah. Well, I, I saw yeah, there was a couple things that. that popped around because of it, though. Yeah. That was a guy who got – he literally earned 15 seconds of internet fame just because mm-hmm. he tweeted that. And, like, yeah. it was a tweet that stuck because he looked halfway reputable. I respect yeah. it, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> got to try. Get that, do you can get, get that 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that was a pretty easy one. Oh, and then um, did you guys pick a representative who's going to be grading our draft picks? Yeah, I was going to do it unless AJ okay. wanted to. We didn't actually pick. We didn't talk about it. You're all set. <laughs> if it's, if I'm grading it. Dylan, it's an F-. minus. If it's AJ, yeah. then, it's a, then it's a C+. Plus. <laughs> Passing. Oh, I was just going to give everybody A-pluses just because I could. <laughs> because we're so awesome. <laughs> um, well, I think I'm up with the Washington Redskins. I think this one's pretty obvious here. Washington needs some help on defense. You got to go chase young out of Ohio state. I think, you know, if I'm Washington, I really focus, like I said, defensively got to get an edge rusher, got to get, you know, somebody who can really get in there and disrupt the other team's offense so that you can give yourself a chance. They've got a young offense, you know, they've got um, Dwayne Haskins under center there. Mm -hmm. I think that this is a solid offensive team just needs to really build on the defense and, you're not going to get a better player in the on the defensive side than Chase Young. And uh, before I give out my draft grade for that, uh, what do you guys think the chance is that they were to do something like the Cardinals did last year and trade away their first round pick for say another second round pick and uh, select Tua here? I I don't think it happens. I really don't. I, I think I don't either. 
you know, I think that, you know, with Dwayne Haskins, like he, he's going to be fine. You know, Mm -hmm. I think they've got a few things they got to shore up on offense. Of course that, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that happens everywhere. Getting Trent Williams back is number one. (laughs) Well, yeah, sure. Right. Um, But I think, I think you got to look at it too. Their, their offense kept them in games for a while. Their defense just couldn't bail them out Mm -hmm. for anything last year. And I think the reports here that come on two of the past week or so, I don't know how, what credibility they have, but it's been that he's been failing team physicals mm-hmm. and team workouts. And the Dolphins so, you know, might pass on him and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I've heard he – I've, I've seen a couple of things that he dropped down to like 17th. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, it was like Trent Dilfer ran his workout and said it was some of, he threw some of the best throws he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. So uh, Trent really Dilfer knows. wins one Super Bowl and he thinks he knows something. Right. <laughs> Trent who? <laughs> exactly. He didn't win it with the team that he should have won it with. Fuck well, what was that but, comment uh, he made on our NFL countdown one time? It was like, you can't lose games in the NFL and expect to win or something like yeah. that. Yeah. What a John Madden thing to say. It that. made no sense, but it's so good. But uh, for a draft grade, uh, it's an A. It, the only reason it doesn't get an A plus is because they did just take uh, Montez Sweat last year and they still have Ryan Kerrigan there. Yeah. And Edge Rusher's not necessarily a need for them but you can't pass on what's believed to be a generational talent and chase young no absolutely and, not and, and kerrigan's good enough age. Age. he is he's 32 so now I believe. he is i've i've had a beer with him before because he's from muncie mm-hmm. and so i've ran into is there anybody you haven't had a beer with <laughs> you guys i've been i've been very lucky <laughs> people i've gotten to know and stuff like that he uh he because in muncie there's five bars to go to <laughs> and so you know we he was in the chug one night, and my buddy, who's a diehard Skins fan, started talking to him. And we had a beer with him for five minutes. It was great. That's so cool. But you could tell the way he walks, his knees are gone. He's, <laughs> but it feels like he's been in the league forever. Mm-hmm. It feels yeah, I mean, like he's he been around 10, 10 years now, I think. Probably. At least. Nine, 10 years. Purdue. Yeah, that sounds about yeah, right. Out of Purdue, yeah. yeah. He's a Muncie Mont- Central kid. Alrighty, so, Mr. Nye, you are up at number three with the Lions. Who you got? All right. I feel like this is a pretty easy pick uh, for the Lions, especially seeing as they just got rid of Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. Um, if if I'm the Lions, I look to to replace him and get somebody who I think will end up being better than him, and that to me is Jeff Okuda from Ohio State. Yes, uh, in the cornerback, I think right now everything I've seen, he's already in my eyes already as good as Darius Slay is, mm-hmm. younger, and has. I think the sky's the limit as far as talent. Has a higher ceiling. Yeah. 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 Uh, Darius Slay the last two years has shown that he was very beatable. I was fine with him trading away, and I'm actually happy that he went to the Eagles because I don't think he's going to be able to cover Amari Cooper. But <laughs> uh, my Cowboys fandom aside, I, I do – I like the pick of Jeff Okuda there. Uh, they did get Desmond Trufant as well, who's a pretty solid yep. cover corner. Um, but with – with Matt Patricia being the coach there, he saw what they did with Jason McCourty and Stephon Gilmore. Um, I think that would be an a, awesome tandem to be able to cover up the top two wide receivers on any team to help cover mm-hmm. them anyways. Sure. So Alex, grade-wise, what do you got for that? I mean, it makes sense. It, it's, it, what, it's what fits the scheme. It's, I mean, it fills a position that they desperately need to fill. I, I mean, I give it an A for sure. Um, I mean, I, I really don't think there's – if I'm speaking, frankly, I don't think there's too many A pluses mm-hmm. need wise for teams for draft grades right now. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can go wrong with taking a corner this early, especially a top tier corner like this. Mm-hmm. I think it, it makes the most sense. Yeah. And uh, it's, 
at least analytically been proven um, that corners are actually more valuable than pass rushers that having coverage in the back end of your defense um, allows your guys up front to be better. So Mm -hmm. and Okuda, he didn't have one penalty on him all last year. And he has yep. such an incredible story too. His mother passed away his freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he kind of rode the pine behind Denzel Ward and you know the stack. Marshawn Lattimore, State, Adam yeah. Lattimore. <laughs> yeah, he had to wait his turn a little bit. Yeah. It was so interesting too because I was watching the Cotton Bowl uh, a couple days ago uh, when they played USC, and there's number 29 floating around in the backfield. I go, who the hell is number 29? It was Okuda. I just mm-hmm. don't remember him wearing number 29 yeah, you just so think was, of number one yeah number one yeah mm-hmm. and so he had he had to sit behind a lot of guys for you know really till, till this year last mm-hmm. year and this year really yeah. he was able to turn it up but he'll be a solid yeah. player in the nfl he's a ball hawk he has great hands but he also hits people he's not afraid mm-hmm. to stick his nose in there and hit somebody in the run yeah he can i i like him and be able to cover like really good slot wide receivers too because mm-hmm. he's very very physical at the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. yeah and he can tackle, so mm-hmm. he's very lengthy I, I do too. Like mm-hmm. Six one, I yeah, six one something like that. Yeah. So, all right, uh, Mr. Ruffing, you actually have yes. the 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 pivot point at number four. This is where the draft gets interesting. We win a little chalk here um, with picks that still make sense to us, uh, which mock, mock drafts have. Uh, so, who right. do you got at number four with the Giants? Number four is the nursing pick of the Giants here, because you know it could go defense. Yes, that makes sense. It could go offense. That makes sense. I went offense on this one. I took a uh, tackle Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. The simple okay. fact that Daniel Jones, his first year as a full-time starter, he's going to need protection. Yep. Same thing with uh, Saquon Barkley. He's going to need protection. Mm-hmm. A new coach, going to need all the protection they have or that they can get. <laughs> and I think, you know, having watched him big set of football the way I do, Wirfs is a man. He mm-hmm. is a big boy. <laughs> and there's, there's – there's four in this class. Like, oh, this, there's this, Worf yeah. could be the last tackle taken. He could be the first tackle taken. We don't know. It yeah. just depends on how teams right. value these guys. Exactly. No, right now he's listed at six five two th- or yeah three twenty two. He'll mm-hmm. I think he'll get down to probably three oh five and play. Yes. You know the Giants are going to be moving the ball a lot this year. They're mm-hmm. gonna like to spread the field, but also they're gonna run tackle to tackle with Saquon. Mm-hmm. So they're going going to want a mobile tackle and i think mm-hmm. this is where tristan comes into play i i think Worfs and wills are the two most athletic tackles in this mm-hmm. class so i, I do like but that. i can't remember um, a draft that's this tackle heavy yeah yeah there's yeah, like, been a long time there's like three there's, or four big guys big names there's are... four yeah there's four big ones i think josh jones will go in the first round and i think maybe one or maybe two could two more other than josh the, the jones kid from georgia mm-hmm. yeah, the kid from georgia so uh, I, I like the pick. Um, it's solid. I give it a – I say it's solid B. And then, hey, that's uh, passing. That it, <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, that brings it back to me at number five. Um, I uh, – let's see here. I have the Dolphins. I, I thought about going outside of quarterback. I just believe so much in Tua's talent. Uh, I think if you could get him in the NFL with the right kind of doctors and the right kind of trainers – that he can work out some of these health kinks, hopefully. But talent-wise, I mean, he could have been the number one pick if he had stayed healthy all year. So I, I will take Tua at uh, number five with the Dolphins. Uh, they get their quarterback of the future. And as of right now, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick proved that he's still a serviceable starter. So they could still run him out for a couple weeks and then uh, and be able to pivot to, to Tua when they feel he's healthy, fully um. healthy and ready. With that, I've seen a lot of reports, especially with Tua's draft stat kind of falling a bit. Mm-hmm. 
that there's rumors and they're just rumors at this point because nobody really knows what's happening with Tua, but that they also could take Herbert. There's, I've seen rumors for Herbert. I've seen rumors uh, for Love as well, that mm-hmm. Jordan Love could go from five to 25. And it's like his, his range is ridiculous. So yeah. I've seen him for just about every team. But like Herbert and Tua are like right in that top five. And I, I see them constantly flip-flopping between who mm-hmm. people want and them to go to. I think the one thing that may hurt Herbert, it's not going to, I guess it's not going to hurt him in the draft per se, but nobody sees him play. You know, he always plays that 10 o'clock game on ESPN. Nobody knows about him. Yep. I I flip-flopped on him and, and his stock so many times. Yeah. Like, there's times where I get really high on him, and then there's yeah. times where I watch him not make the right reads and miss guys, yep. and I'm just like, eh. So. Yeah. And last year, you know, he could have been the number one quarterback coming out as well. Mm-hmm. So. All right, guys. Um, we're going to move on to number six. Another big one. Uh, Alex, you got the Chargers. Got the Chargers. Well, I'm taking uh, Jay Herbs mm-hmm. because I really like him. I think Justin Herbert for the uninitiated. <laughs> Jay Herbs. Jay Herbs. Um, I, I think, I mean, the, the dude's built. He's what, 6'5, 6'6? 6'6, yep. Yeah, 6'6. Six, six. I mean, he's, he's big. And mm-hmm. I think right now, you know, yes, they've got offensive line problems, you know, but I think that more they had old man quarterback problems last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phillip Rivers looked like a shell of himself all season last year. They, they did do a little bit in the offseason to kind of sure up uh, a tackle spot and a guard yeah. spot. Well, and exactly. And that's why I think it's safe to go with a guy like Justin Herbert, who, you know, despite nobody seeing him, like what AJ mentioned, I mean, he's got a solid arm. He's got a good deep ball. And, I mean, the Duke, he can play. He, he really can. And I think that there's a lot of opportunity for him with this team. I mean, he's got, you know, Mike Williams as a wideout. He's got Austin Eckler in the backfield. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there's so many guys who can provide him opportunities to be successful. Say, I I know watching him in the draft, I was really excited. I I was excited no matter where he went. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I liked what he did in the draft. Yeah, His accuracy was great. You know what I meant. Fuck off. (laughs) Um, So it's just. Don't lose me on video for a second. I was really just happy to see what he was able to show for himself. Cause you know, as, as AJ mentioned, you know, nobody's watching him play in those late games. Mm-hmm. So to see him come out and like, I never seen anything until the combine and I was very impressed with him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I like Justin Herbert. I think again, he fits that system pretty well. It's designed for him. It's a, he's, he's more of mm-hmm. a pro style quarterback who, who can do other things. Um, and I think that's exactly how LA's set up right now. I mean, they've got a solid backfield, like I said, with Austin Eckler coming back. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's a perfect storm for a young, mm-hmm. talented quarterback like Justin Herbert. And I've seen a lot of comps for him uh, being Josh Allen, which makes perfect sense. Hyper athletic, can run. Um, is able to uh, break sacks in the backfield. Very powerful. Um, does miss throws from time to time, a little inaccurate. Uh, needs to work on his footwork a little bit, but uh, a very raw, strong-armed kid. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Josh Allen. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we will move on from that, and we're just going to drop the draft grades because this is this show's going to go on forever. Yeah, I realize that. <laughs> yeah, um, screw screw the draft yeah, grades. Exactly. I got an A plus. All right, next. Everybody gets yeah. an A plus. Got it. There we go. <laughs> Boom. All right, uh, number seven. You got the Panthers, Mister Nye. 
right, the Panthers, I they you could argue that they could draft a quarterback, but they did just pick up Teddy and I forget who's playing backup for him right now. The, I think they'll give him uh, PJ Walker actually That's, uh, from the yeah. Houston Roughnecks. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I think they kind of took care of their quarterback needs. I mean, they have good wideouts. They have Christian McCaffrey who can play. I say he gets at least two years. Bridgewater, that is. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, they just had Luke Keekley surprise retire on him. So I think their defense needs a little bit of shore uh, of shoring up. And with that, I mean, they'll get a guy that can play quite a few different spots in the back uh, on the defense. And that is Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. Um, he's linebacker, cornerback, and safety. defensive end, safety. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. can play. He just plays defense, and yes. I think that is exactly something the Panthers need on that team. And I, I love if if that's who the Panthers are able to get at seven. Um, a lot of people are linking them uh, with the defensive tackle from Auburn, Derek Brown. But if if Isaiah Simmons falls to them, that is the steal in the draft, even at seven for me. Because I love what he's able to do on a football field, how he's able to change a game in, in a heartbeat. But if he were to fall to seven, I think that would be amazing for them. Yeah, see, I, I had, you know, a list of a couple play, players just in case Simmons didn't even fall to me in this mock. Darren mm-hmm. Brown was the next one I would have taken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, moving on to the Cardinals. Mr. Ruffing, who you got? Yeah, this is kind of the same thing I did with the Giants. It took Jarek Willis out of Alabama, offensive tackle. Kyler Murray was just obliterated last year. Since Arizona, the past couple of years, they've just had mm-hmm. the worst offensive line. I think we lost loss. <laughs> yeah, just trying to say, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think Jarek Willis out of Alabama, he's a big, strong, physical offensive tackle mm-hmm. uh, to protect Kyler because he comes in 6'5", uh, 3'14", uh, out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. He's just somebody – Kyler Murray needs protection. He's a small guy. Yeah. So he's not going to stay in the pocket very long. He's going to go from sideline to sideline. Mm-hmm. They need an athletic tackle to keep him in check. A guy, a guy who can pull. Yep. Yeah, because Kyle yeah. is going to be moving around. Mm-hmm. And, and so, Jedrick Wills did play. He played right tackle at Alabama, mm-hmm. but that was to his blind side. So he can play. Whoop! I almost lost my camera there for a second. <laughs> Getting a little too animated. So he um, can go both sides. Yeah. Yeah, like a like a so, bisexual. <laughs> but yeah, he came uh, coming out of high school. He was the 34th ranked player in the country, uh, seventh offensive tackle. And the number one player out of Kentucky. So the guy's he's got talent. He came out as a four star. So the guy's you can say he's big, six five, three fourteen. He'll probably get down to three ten, three oh five, something like that to be athletic. But yeah, I want offensive tackle again on this one, Jarek Willis. All right. Um no, wait, real quick. I just want to make sure I'm hearing you right. Are you saying Willis? What did I say? Uh, Willis. Were you, were you, oh, okay, there you go. Willis, yeah. <laughs> I was just making sure it was the exact oh, yeah. right. Um let's see here. Oh, I'm up. Uh, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars, and with him falling here, I feel like this is a, a very easy pick. Um, they could go with corner because they got rid of A.J. Bouye. I, I like C.J. Henderson as the second corner in this draft mm-hmm. a lot uh, from Florida, but with him falling here, I think Derek Brown is a is a no-brainer, honestly. With them losing an interior lineman, um, the caliber of, of Calais Campbell like we talked about, I think he would he would be able to slot right back in and help them kind of rebuild that defense um, after all the massive amounts of talent this team has bled out in the in free agency in the last year or two. So that makes it pretty easy. Um, Alex has yet to join us again, so I uh, I'll refer back to you, Mister Ruffing. I'll let you pick for your brownies. Yeah, I want Andrew Thomas 
out of yeah. Georgia. <laughs> Take another. I like him. Offensive tackle big, Thomas. We're going three. Ta- we're going three tackles here on my pick because, yep. like we said, this is a heavy, heavy. There's going to be at least four tackles going in the first round of this draft. Um, yep. Again, Baker got hit last year. Plain no, simple, you know. That's that's the understatement of the century, right? And then you know, <laughs> how uh, many times was he rushed off a pass too? Exactly. Like, Christ. And, and Greg Robinson, you know, he got busted mm-hmm. trying to take drugs across the border. So you know, <laughs> yeah. I think this is go to lockdown pick here uh, with Andrew Thomas, and maybe he wears number seventy three. You know, makes yep. all of us who have jerseys gets, a lot easier. Gets, yeah, gets the blessing. Yeah. All right. But it's so crazy too. Looking at the, ta- the tackles in this draft, they're all six five, and you know Thomas here is at three twenty, big boy. And again, with Stefanski's offense, they're going to use every weapon they have. So receivers mm-hmm. loaded right now, t- double tight end sets, fullback, great running back. Uh, but the, it's a fairly young offensive line, except it's a gl- Robinson Con- away, Conklin. Mm-hmm. We signed him a nice contract. So really, I think offensive line is going to be the way they go here in this draft. I think yeah. it's going to help in the long run. That's uh, there's bets on, uh, and I I think you would more or less lose money no matter. You'd have to probably bet like well over a thousand dollars on offensive linemen to even get like a dollar back for the Browns because right. they're so heavily favored to take an offensive lineman. Right. So um, I, that's a pretty pretty good no brainer there. Yeah. Uh, see, I if we get any of the offensive tackles or offensive linemen in in this pick, I I don't mm-hmm. care. Which one it is because the, the the top, you know, lineman coming into the draft right now, I'm I'd be happy with any of them on that team. Sure, mm-hmm. and I think their goal here in this draft is to get a tackle who can give you ten or twelve years like Joe Thomas did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. And I think any one of these four, if not all four, could. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, I miss Joe Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen him lately? <laughs> yeah, no. oh, he's he's like he looks incredible now. Yeah, is he? He's awesome. at six pack. Like at a boy, Joe. He picked up <laughs> swimming. His joints can't hold the weights anymore, so he just swims all the time and bikes. Mm-hmm. That's all he does. Well, shit, all right, that makes then. perfect sense for him, honestly. All right. That's what I need to start doing then. Shit. <laughs> all right. Uh, number 11, Mr. AJ Nye. You have the Jets. J-E-T-S. The Jets. Say, I, I could have went a lot of different ways, and I still don't know which one I want to go with, even now after looking at this list for like the last 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they need, I wouldn't say they need a wide receiver cause they did, they just brought back Paraman. They, I mean, they did, but they brought him in. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, but they did lose Robbie Anderson, but I went the way that Darnold might need some more protection. So mm-hmm. I got them taking Mackay Becton. From yes. And, uh, Mr. Ruffing here was talking about how, how big some of these offensive tackles were. Yeah, this is the, the big biggest boy. one. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's the, the biggest, biggest of the big boys. Yeah, he's, he he's like also he the eight. one that ran like a five one forty. Yeah, 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 and he's big that boy. big <laughs> at fucking three hundred and sixty pounds or three seventy, yeah. whatever he's at. Now, my my big issue with Mackay Becton is it's rare to see an offensive tackle be that big and be successful. There's there's one that comes to mind right now in the NFL, and that's Trent Brown, um, mm-hmm. who's playing for the Raiders now. Uh, and he's he's still holding up well at his size, which is three fifty plus. Yeah, because so. that that much weight on your knees is already trouble. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, yeah. I have awful knees for a lot of reasons, but the fact that I'm three fifteen doesn't help them. So yeah. I couldn't imagine <laughs> lugging around fucking three fifty, three sixty on mm-hmm. his knees. Yeah. All right. So, uh, rough rider. 
That's what I'm gonna start calling you. Oh, you're gonna be <laughs> Go a rough. You're you're gonna be a rough Raider here. All Number right, twelve well, Raiders. That joke. Not the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> All right, it's gonna be weird for a while. I know <laughs> it's gonna take a minute. It's the same thing the, with the Chargers when they went from San Diego. The Las yeah. Vegas Darth Darth Siths. The right. Darth Raiders. <laughs> the Darth Gruden's. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, this pick here, number 12, I kept it one position, but I could have gone a couple different guys. But here at 12, I went Jerry Judy, receiver out of Alabama. Yes. I don't think there's a coach in the NFL who loves more polished receivers than John Gruden, guys who can <laughs> run routes. After quarterbacks, of course. That he After quarterbacks, jerks, He jerks yes. off to QB tape, I'm pretty he does. sure. He loves them. <laughs> I can't imagine how excited he was when he picked up Mariota this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so excited. But, yeah, when Jerry Judy, I think he's – you know, it's between he or C.D. Lamb, but I think Judy has the. I think he's more polished, a little cleaner. His mm-hmm. in and out cuts, better uh, route runner it, from one from every much better route runner. I think. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say much better, but he's he's the cleanest route runner. And it's so funny. His comp for me is Amari Cooper because mm-hmm. he is a six foot one wide receiver who's the cleanest route runner in the draft, and went to Alabama. Awesome, sounds exactly. Like, it sounds exactly. exactly so like they're, com- they're coming out of the same systems. And Groom knows what he's gonna have because he sees he's you know he's seen it. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, well, it ter- right. doesn't disappear half the time like Amari Cooper does. Right, right. But Cooper gets paid though. However, he does. Oh, he gets it. Twenty million a year. Right. So All yeah, right. that was number twelve. Uh, that brings me uh, to number thirteen. Uh, the 49ers. I have. I'm gonna have to think about this one for a second because we're doing this on the fly. Um, they could get receiver help to help out Debo Samuel. Um, but Especially I think, after losing Sanders. I honestly think filling a defensive need here, they just traded away uh, to get this pick. They traded away um, – was it DeForest Buckner. DeFor- DeForest Buckner. I couldn't remember which one it was. Um, they Indy, traded yeah. away to, yep, to Indy to get the 13th pick. I'm going to take Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, and it's, it's 1A and 1B with him and Derek Brown. Which one's going to be – I think I like Kinlaw a little more as a pass rusher, and I think I like Brown more as a run stuffer. Mm-hmm. So – I, I, yeah. I, that would just make their, their pass rush as mm-hmm. good as it was last year, if not better. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we got any news back on Alex here, AJ? I see you texting. Uh, yep. He's coming right now. Hold on. Getting him back in here. I was texting him. He said his internet randomly went out. So I just oh, saw he's nice. popping back in. So give it just a set. Nope. There, there he is. is. Oh. Oh. As, as his, Colors start to fade in here. Uh, now yeah. he's just—he's a frozen shadow. <laughs> <laughs> so, pardon the interruption, people listening to this. If you're not—if I don't get video footage of this up, but <laughs> Alex is a little frozen right now. Hey, there he is. He's Our, back. Uh, Buc- Buckeye Internet decided to uh, do some updates. Oh, okay, because you just went full Optimus Prime on there, buddy. <laughs> 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not getting any video. You might have to run just audio for the time being to see if it'll yeah, buff it a little bit. That was, uh, that was great. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, Whatever you say, Optimus. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Sounds like a drop for a Skrillex there song. There you go. You guys don't get a picture of me. <laughs> you guys can still hear me, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, now we we moved through your Browns pick. Uh, we are actually back to you at number fourteen. Now, if you were to take somebody that's already been selected, um, I'll give you a quick little recap while you were gone. 
Uh, Joe Thomas, number 10 at the Browns. Makai Becton, number 11 to the Jets. Uh, Jerry Judy, number 12 to the Raiders. And then I just selected Javon Kinlaw, number 13 to the 49ers. Okay. So you were up number um, 14 with the Bucks. That's fine. I, I, I think Andrew Thomas is the pick I want to go with uh, nope. for Tampa Bay. The offensive nope. tackle. He was nope. already taken. Uh, well, you didn't, you didn't yeah, tell did. me he was already taken. I, I guess no, I did. did. <laughs> no, you did. Yeah. <laughs> at the, he was awkward. taking 10th at the All Browns. Right. Um, None of the top four uh, tackles are available. Okay. Well, then that's uh, – you said Josh Jones, right? He's available. Oh, Josh Jones says, yeah, he's Josh not been Jones. selected yet. Cool. Then I'm going to take Josh Jones, uh, I think, uh, Houston. Yes. Uh, they've got a 42-year-old quarterback in Tampa Bay now. Mm-hmm. His name is Tom Brady. You might have heard of him. <laughs> it's kind of old, but uh, they they want to win. And I mm-hmm. think right now getting somebody big to help protect him, yeah. Um, yeah, he's a young guy. He's a young player, whatever. I think Josh great, Jones great really, pass pro really skills. fit that that system well mm-hmm. I, yeah like I, I think i think it works out for him and i think it's a, it's mutually beneficial you know josh jones i mean like i said he's he's a big boy he's six seven so it's one of those mm-hmm. things he's not he, nobody's gonna get through him quickly they're gonna have to work a little bit to get through him so yeah Say also i pick. think i think you named the team incorrectly i thought it was tampa bray Brady, no, it's or, uh, Tampa it Brady. Tampa Brady. Tampa Brady. Yeah. Or Tampa Tampa Bay is what was the other one he applied for. So both uh, super whack. It's. I mean, it's a solid pick. I think it's a direction that they could go. I with the four main tackles being gone. I just think that it's a tiny bit of a reach for Josh Jones. But sure. Uh, that that being said, it's. If you're drafting for need, if they think they need an offensive tackle, which they kind of do with, uh, I believe, Donovan Smith is their current left tackle, who's yeah, very, very meh, like below the meh Doza line. <laughs> Bad jokes. I got them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I do like – yeah, they're, they're going to make a push. Um, they want somebody who can play now, and Josh Jones is one of those guys that I think you can slot in and have him at starting tackle. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got Mr. Nye. Uh, oh, no, I jumped way ahead. Uh, to the wrong team. Yeah, it is, it is still Mr. AJ Knight here. Uh, to the Denver Broncos, who you got? Um, I went on the – I mean, I could have went two ways. I do believe that the Broncos need something more to protect Dan Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think he needs – Who? Dan Jones. Locke. Drew Locke. That's what I said the first time. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking of fucking uh, the Giants for a second. Yeah. Um, either way, you knew what I meant. You knew who I was talking about. Second year, second year white guy. Got it. Yeah. Right. Got it. Both of <laughs> names start with D. Close enough. John Elway loves those kind of guys. <laughs> yeah. He also fucking loves tall broomsticks. Right. <laughs> so me forgetting who the quarterback was for a second aside, um, <laughs> I think they need uh, another decent target out there. Um, mm-hmm. I think Noah Fant will do a decent job being a, uh, a receiving tight end for him. Yes. But I think they would need an actual wideout, so I got them taking Henry Ruggs from Bama. Yes, the burner. I, I like that a lot. I, uh, I think he, he would be a phenomenal fit to, to kind of counteract Cortland Sutton's ridiculous just catch radius yep. that he has mm-hmm. and uh, be able to get a speedster who can play out of the slot. And, that, and that's exactly what I, why I was looking at him because his speed is insane. 
Mm-hmm. And and like you mentioned, Sutton can catch just about anything thrown near him. Yeah. So I think having Ruggs just running, you know, maybe some streaks down the side or, you know, just mm-hmm. burning people off the line and taking some attention away from Sutton would help that team mm-hmm. out quite a bit. Exactly. So uh, let's see, where are we at now? We've got uh, Mr. Rough Rider, 16 yes. with the Falcons. I'm going to drop the Mr. Falcons. everybody. This is a point in the draft, too, where, you know, so many options for these teams. Yes. They're mm-hmm. good, but there's still so many different options here. Uh, with Atlanta, I'm going to go with Clavon. Chason. Uh, Chason. Clavon Chason, yeah. Edge rusher Out from of LSU. LSU. Yep. Yeah. I think, you know, he could become, the, you know, like Demarcus Lawrence. He could be that kind of player. And then because they did lose uh, – Vic Beasley. Well, Beasley, and then who did the Browns just sign? I can't think of his name. Oh, uh, was it Tack McKinley? No, it was uh... – AJ, help me out. Who was the defense? I, I know uh, who you're talking about, but I can't think of his name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Claiborne. Adrian oh, Claiborne. Yeah. Adrian Claiborne, yeah. He's <laughs> so more, I think you're to replace him as well. So, I, I went here with uh, the Nedge Rusher. Yeah, uh, Claiborne fits more uh, – it's, it's a little bit of a different fit from Claiborne to – uh, uh, Clavon Chason because mm-hmm. Chason's more of a pure edge, where uh, Claiborne's more of a run stuffing three four end. So mm-hmm. he's he's a bigger guy, but still, I st- I still like the pick a lot, and it makes a lot of sense. He's one of those guys too who they're gonna put they're gonna put weight on him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, during him these training programs, they'll put he's, ten yeah, amounts of muscle on him. Two thirty five, two forty, something I like think? that. Yeah, yeah. He, can, he can play at two sixty easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is perfect for me. I'm picking 17 for the Cowboys, and I could not be happier that you took him off the board where you did. Um, I will select for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, fill the big hole that Byron Jones left uh, with C.J. Henderson. If he, mm-hmm. if he actually falls here, I, I would shit my pants. I would, I would literally poop my pants and record it and put it on our YouTube page for our fans. <laughs> And I, I, I would be absolutely ecstatic for C.J. Henderson to fall to the Cowboys at 17. And uh, he is uh, – there's people out there saying he could be a better man corner than Okuda. And he, he actually went up against better wide receivers playing in the SEC. So, I, uh, I think it would be a steal for the Cowboys there mm-hmm. at 17. So, Alex, who do you got for the Dolphins at 18? Dolphins at 18. So They don't, this they is, don't need a quarterback. <laughs> right, right. Um, this is their pick from uh, Pittsburgh, right? No, they're pick. Or yes, yes, you're, okay. you're correct. From okay. Fitzpatrick. Um, I'm assuming while I was uh, dealing with Buckeye, uh, you guys took off the the big name receivers like the Jerry Judys and. Yes, uh, Judy Rugs and Lamb are all gone. Okay. Okay. So. Or wait. Lamb's still on the board, I think. Lamb is, yeah, Lamb is still on the board. We missed okay, the well then, I'm, a, I'm grabbing the last big wide receiver of this first round, and I'm taking C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think right now you pair C.D. Lamb with a young quarterback um, in, in Tua. Um, I think it, it works out really well for, for them. I think. Yeah, and they still have Devontae Parker there, who had a big uh, – mm-hmm. finally had his breakout year. They've got Mike um, uh, Mm-hmm. And then uh, Preston Williams is coming back. He looked, he looked, yep. he looked great, honestly, before he got hurt. So um, we'll see if he can bounce back from his ACL injury. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that I think uh, I think he fits down there. They've got a lot of potential to really do something special in Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, 
five and eleven. Um, but uh, no, I I think it I think it, it it makes sense for them to grab a big wide receiver uh, mm-hmm. for Tua to air it out to. And uh, just a quick touch on him, Stevie Lamb is my favorite receiver in this draft class. Um, with where I was picking and who was there, like I I I could have taken him to the Cowboys, but with them having Gallup and Amari Cooper, there right yeah. now, um, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense with, with some of the holes that they have on defense, but CD lamb is my favorite. And he's like fantasy Twitter's favorite wide receiver in this draft just because mm-hmm. of his wide catch radius, his ability to find the end zone uh, yeah. and ability to break tackles. So uh, we will move on. Let's see who we got here. Uh, we've got Nye, the fantasy football guy. I forget <laughs> who I have right now. It's Number Vegas. 19 with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Ruffing, who did you take for the Raiders with the other pick they had? Just a few. Jerry Judy. 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 Okay. So that, and then Alex took CD Lamb. I was going to get, but I didn't need another wide receiver yeah. for them. <laughs> so we'll move I mean, in. They got, they got holes in the secondary. They could use an interior lineman. They could use a linebacker, a safety. <laughs> yeah, which I was looking at the cornerback position for them, but I think I'm also going to look at the. There is uh, a corner I would like for them here. I'll see if you can hit it. I probably won't. <laughs> um, I gotta At least go you're back. being honest, so I can appreciate yeah. I can respect that. <laughs> I got to go back to something because I think I got the wrong guy in the spot I want here. Hold on one second. CBS, why is your website going to be so slow? <laughs> I think at least three of us are on Buckeye. Um, Not yeah. me. I don't <laughs> yeah. think Buckeye reaches out to Fort Wayne, Indiana. No, it doesn't. No, we've got Xfinity. <laughs> See, I think C.J. Henderson was already taken. Yes, yep. I took him to the Cowboys. Yeah. Goodbye. But I say, I, I'm, I have two here. Um, I have um, A.J. Tr- uh, Terrell, and I have Trayvon Diggs. Mm, you're missing one. You're thinking of, is it Christian Fulton? Yes. Yeah. He was the fourth one on the list that I, I had that I wrote down after. But since he's still there, I'm going to take Christian Fulton from LSU. Yes. Just to his pedigree of playing against big wide receivers. Um, and he he was helped out a lot by the rest of that defense. Um, sure. We'll see another one, of one maybe two of their players in the by the end of this draft, uh, end of this first round mock, I should say. But uh, I, I do like his ability to be able to cover number one wide receivers. So. I like that pick there. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Rough Rider, 20, Jags. Jags. I went back and forth on this pick. Mm-hmm. We had two guys in mind because Jacksonville did lose some stars on the defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. And they, they might even lose another one. There's big talks that Yannick Ngakwe could be gone by the end of the Exactly. Too, I saw so. that too. Um, hey, Nye, who'd you take again? Who was your last pick? He took Christian Fulton. Yeah, took Christian Fulton. Okay. Man. <laughs> this one, I'm going to stick in the Big Ten. I'm going defensive line. A.J. Penza from Iowa. Ah, good pick. He His stock fell quite a bit from um, from his, his poor outing at his combine and his pro day. But yeah. I think A.J. Epinesa is this massive fucking dude who can bull rush with the best oh, yeah. of them. I'm looking and at a picture of him right now in the Outback Bowl. He is huge. 
And me and I have talked about him before. He he looks like he would be cast as like the Rock's cousin in one of his movies. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. A massive, a massive Samoan motherfucker. Yeah, and I, he's another I, guy who's he's a six five two sixty. And like I said, he can bull rush with the best of them. Um, he's he's good at setting the edge on runs yeah. from everything I've seen. So I do I do like that pick. I I'm worried that he'll fall. He might even fall out of the first round because of his. I know that's a thing. Poor too. grades, but. Yeah. I do like them uh, selecting him there. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, with, that, you know, they they lost a pass rusher in Clayus Campbell. If you have, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was a big time loss too. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. Uh, that puts me, unfortunately, number twenty-one with the Eagles. They will take what? Matt Turk Punter, who uh, bench pressed one. I'm just kidding. Your phone. Dylan laughs so hard his phone just might take him out. Um. Let's see here. I actually, there is a guy that I like. Um, it's it's between two, and I'll talk it out here because uh, who cares if we steal each other's draft picks? It's not for an actual like we're not gaining anything other than awesome listeners from this. Right. So, uh, Justin Jefferson, number one, they need receiver help. Elshon Jeffrey can't stay healthy and stay on the field. Deshaun Jackson's not the answer to any long term wide receiver questions. Um, and then uh, Nelson Aguilar and his bad hands are gone. Uh, JJ Arthega, Whiteside. No, I don't have a list. That's how he pronounces his name. Uh, looked god awful in replacing some of those wide receivers last year, and then like I mean, Greg Ward. Uh, they don't they don't have that many great receivers there, and somehow, uh, I almost said Christian Carson Wentz still threw for over four thousand yards. Um, I think I'll go Justin Jefferson over Denzel Mims here, just because he has a better proven track record at a bigger school. So I think Justin Jefferson would be a, a great selection for them. Though I do love Denzel Mims' fantasy value. I'll say that real quick. All right. Uh, so after I went through that little Eagles rant, fuck the Eagles. Uh, Twenty-two uh, Vikings. Alex, who do you got? Well, uh, Ruffing took my pick because I was thinking defense for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. So uh, thanks for that, AJ. Um, I think they do have to somewhat try to replace um, Stefan Diggs at least on mm-hmm. offense. Um, which is a hard, which is a hard task. Like, like, let's be real here. Um, so I think they have to go T Higgins. Uh, okay. From Clemson. You, have, you, you weren't scared off by his, his bad showing. Also he had, he had the AJ Epinesa. He had a bad showing at both. The See, com- and that's the thing he is had like, no show with the combine. Well, yeah, right. right. See, and that's the thing is like, everybody talks about combine, combine, combine. Mm-hmm. How, I mean, sure, some of those guys who have performed really well at the Combine end up being, you know, everything mm-hmm. everybody thinks they are. But how many guys don't show up at the Combine and mm-hmm. then turn in stellar careers? Yeah. So, I, you know, no, I, that I doesn't scare agree. me away. Mm-hmm. I think it's I a think... different spotlight. That's the thing. It's a different yeah. kind of spotlight. And, and I think the Combine's more set for, yes, the on-field drills or whatever – but it's more for the one on, yeah. It's mm-hmm. the interviews. It's the one on one times because you don't get that at a pro day. I mean, you mm-hmm. kind of do, but then you get it on your visits. But by that point, you've got to know who you're going to take and who you're not going to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're not going to, you know, bring a guy in who you're not completely sold on over a guy who you are sold on. Mm-hmm. So for teams to get those, you know, one on ones during the combine, I think that's more important and more valuable than your forty time, your shuttle time, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so I, I, I think T. I, Higgins I think, works. Yeah. I I like T. Higgins' value. Um, there was something brought up where he 
he didn't play well against big schools and stuff like that, but I, I still like his talent. Um, there are receivers I like more than him personally, and uh, but I do agree. I think I think the combine is one of the most overrated experiences out there, yeah. honestly. But uh, let's see here. Moving on from the Vikings, uh, and sorry, I I was going to try to figure out a way to get Alex the the Patriots pick here, but I'm gonna let Mr. AJ Nye select for the New England Patriots at 23. All right, so I noticed earlier today, you know, you posted that thing up on the Beard Brothers Twitter saying mm-hmm. I would be pissed if my team chose blank in the draft. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that Alex would have been really mad if the Patriots would have drafted a cornerback. Yeah. So with that being said. I hate you. I'm stuck between two wide receivers. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> I just they wanted need to help see, there too. <laughs> I just wanted to see if, like, you kind of started getting antsy. Mm-hmm. Um, they need help on that side of the on that side of the ball too. It's fine. Yeah, see, I, I think their defense is okay, is pretty well set. Um, I think most of them are staying. I mean, that, so they, they lost a no, lot they, of they defensive lost, players. They lost Kyle, yeah, Kyle Van Noy. They lost uh, Danny Shelton. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, shit, they did. Lose yeah, a they lot. they they lost a lot, but like their corners are fine. Like that's this, and that's the just thing. Paid McCordy, didn't they? Yeah, big. Mm-hmm. Well, Devin not McCourty, big, but... yeah. yeah, Devin McCourty, not Jason. Just want to clarify that because yeah. they have both. Right. <laughs> I forget um, there's two. I forget they have both. Of them, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, their corners and safeties are fine from you know from what we have as a holdover from last year. Yeah. And so I, but that's like one of the few things that's fine with this. This yeah, is so a very different Patriots team this year. I've I've also looked into linebackers for the Patriots as well. Mm-hmm. But I think they suffered a lot from not having consistent enough wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm sitting here looking at LaVisca Chenault from Colorado. Yes. And Justin Jefferson from LSU. He now Justin Jefferson's gone. I selected him already. Yeah. Though did you I, I must have missed that one. I yeah, I yeah. was too busy giggling over the fact that you said they were gonna take the punter. Um, <laughs> so I think that kind of uh, you know makes my decision a little easier. I'm going to have them take uh, Lavisca Chanel, wide receiver from Colorado. Big boy, this this man is my my love child of this draft. He's yeah, my- I th- I think um, when we were first talking about draft stuff on our show, um, mm-hmm. after we watched a lot of highlights of him, I think he was both our our favorite wide receiver coming out of it. Uh, and outside of Chase Claypool, he which, who could be moved to tight end uh, because of his size. I, I who's, think who's probably is the most. Oh, go ahead. Go, I would say Lavisca Chanel is the biggest, most physical receiver in this draft class, and his, easily he he reminds me so much of Anquan Bolden. Like it, he's so powerful and has strong hands and has a good catch radius, and I just I love him. I'll say yeah, that. I'm I'm very happy with him going there. I think it'll be a good fit for him. Um, and but say the, you mentioned Chase Claypool earlier, and my my love for Chase Claypool showed in our draft episode so you see aj's <laughs> desk rise a little <laughs> but yeah so i i think uh Chenault would be a good fit in um new england and i think mm-hmm. if depending on whether it's brian hoyer or was it jared stidham i think Stidham's stidham. gonna get a shot yeah stidham, stidham season so whichever maybe, one of them there's rumors out there that uh uh, the red rifle himself could be on his way to New England. I did. Uh, I did see a few of those uh, pop up. <laughs> yeah, Andy Dalton for the uninitiated. If you're not aware, the red <laughs> rifle is Andy Dalton. Um, so that the was only my issue, real quick. 
Uh, the, the only issue I have with that real quick is they just took a wide receiver in last year's draft in the first round. Yeah. Um, I mean, teams have done that. See, see the Lions in the early 2000s. Nikhil Harry. Okay, and what did he do last year? Nothing. He was hurt. He was hurt. That's so? He was garbage. He, he was he also, garbage. He, he also had a touchdown taken away from him. He did. Yeah. Um, I, I saw but, uh, his first uh, NFL touchdown, for the record. I was there uh, against the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah uh, and that was know. actually really cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, there's a lot of other defensive guys that are still really high on, on my personal board that I would like there, but it, it can't hurt to have another wide receiver to help out Stidham. No. It would say if I would have if I would have taken defensive side, I was probably going to go Malik Harrison from Ohio State. Mm, okay. Or or Kenneth Murray. Interesting. Why? I just I don't know. I think that'd have been a Malik, good Malik Harrison is a massive reach at this point. Yeah, second or third okay. round. Fair enough. Earliest. Um, let's see. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just clicked out of it. Uh, I just I just Saints. saw their needs and saw names that were high in that position. Yeah. 24, uh, Rough Rider, what do you got? Yeah, 24 was a very simple pick for me. I took Jordan Love out of Utah State. Because mm. let's be real here, Taysom Hill is not going to get paid. He's not going to be the next starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. No, I, I, <laughs> not I, gonna I, firmly, I firmly agree with you. He is their Tim Tebow gadget player, and they like him for exactly. that. He's not the next Steve Young. No, and I think <laughs> it's going to be a phenomenal opportunity for Jordan Love. Coming out of Utah State, not a big program sit behind Drew Brees for a year, mm-hmm. but Drew could play for the next five years for all we know, mm-hmm. you know, but it's going to be a great opportunity for him to sit behind Drew Brees, learn the offense. And Sean Payton's very good with quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was able to, you know, with Teddy Bridgewater, he was able to bring him in when needed and win games last year. Uh, now Grant Teddy is a good player, but coming off the injuries that he did come off of and to mm-hmm. perform the way he did, he did well. Agreed. But yeah, I took Jordan Love here at the 24th pick. Yeah, if he wasn't taken there, I think, honestly, the next best, best option for him would have been the Packers at 30. Yeah. So, uh, all right, uh, moving on from the Saints, that moves me into the Vikings' second pick. Uh, now, uh, I know at least Alex and I watched the CBS live draft uh, where Brady Quinn was wheeling and dealing for the yeah. Vikings. <laughs> I, he, I, I miss Brady Quinn so much. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good to see him. <laughs> he, well, he didn't make a pick because he he was the GM for the Vikings. That was the only yeah. team he had. Yeah, he didn't make a pick. He traded away both both of those. I know, uh, for, but but still, it was Brady he Quinn. Odell. He got Odell and um, yeah, uh, the corner. Why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, Patrick um, Peterson from the uh, Cardinals. Yeah, 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 yeah. With both of those picks, so uh, you'd have to finesse the uh, the cap space there because the Vikings are in in the deep Almost in the red. Tapped. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. pretty, but uh. Let's see here. Uh, I, this is honestly a pretty easy fit for me. Uh, they retained their safety uh, with a franchise tag, Anthony Harris, and they still have one of the top two or three safeties. Um, and Harrison Smith still there. He is getting a little up there in age, but sure. um, they lost a, a defensive end. They lost a corner um, in both Everson Griffin and um, Xavier Rhodes, respectively. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought they yeah. lost Rhodes. Yeah. Um, so. I think a very, very fitting replacement. Um, you lose a Diggs, you gain a Diggs. <laughs> I knew that's it. where you were going. I knew I was it. Gonna take Trayvon Diggs from. Oh, hold on, I lost my page there. From Alabama. Can respect it. Can respect it. And a lot of people have been talking about that too as a popular pick for them. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not this late, but they they've been talking about. about they talking Diggs. about up at their twenty-two pick. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's a it's a four-pick difference. I think 
this will be the area. I, Trayvon Diggs could fall into the second round. It just depends on which sure. which which corner people like and which scheme they think you know fit better for them. Because mm-hmm. uh, where is he? Uh, Noah, hold on. Ig Binagani, I can I can never say his name from Auburn has been shooting up draft boards. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. I think that's a solid pick. Um, that would work for that that system. Yeah. I mean, and you Jeff, know, Jeff Gladney too. Jeff Gladney from TCU is another corner that's like right there. I mean, on yeah. CBS, he's listed 25, 26 for Diggs and Gladney. Yeah, Gladney's so. a solid pickup too. I mean, either you, you can't go wrong. I mean, it's yes, it's late first round, but you can't go wrong at this point because if you have a top 10 pick in the NFL draft, you're looking at guys who you're banking on them being superstars. Yes. Um, but if you've I mean, got first a low. You're you're at least banking on them being a consistent starter for your team. Productive, so you, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, but I so think with Vikings, the lower picks, oh, it's not as much of a it's not as much of a there's no there's not as much pressure, right? Oh, you know, of course, I, yeah. you know, I think it's the, the first ten picks are kind of your your key picks. All right, uh, Alex, you get the the two ladder picks for the Dolphins. Who you got here at number twenty six? I am gonna take DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. Ooh. You got him as your running back one. I love DeAndre Swift. I Nye, have, Nye and I would disagree. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, my JT. But yeah. I mean, whatever. Um, I know how you're drafting for fantasy now, so. <laughs> um, but no, I, I really like DeAndre Swift for this system. I still, I still love DeAndre Swift as as a running back, and for fantasy, he uh, worst case scenario if he goes somewhere where he's the lead back, even if he's sharing time, I see him finishing top 16. Oh, easily, easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's got so many tools in his toolbox. He's super versatile. He's agile. He's quick. I mean, he just, everything that you want in a running back, he is elusive. He breaks tackles. Like he's got everything you need. And Miami, you know, now they're building on this offense. You get a good wide receiver, a good quarterback, good running back. Yeah, they're all rookies, but this is these guys could be the keys of the future. And I'm I'm glad that you took him because between me and you both picking for them, I had the first their first pick. You had their next two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they go offense all three, honestly. Yeah, because absolutely. they spent so much goddamn money in free agency <laughs> on defensive players. Yep. Like they spent so much money. So mm-hmm. I, I I would not be surprised if they went offense, offense, offense. Yeah. And the, it makes the, the most sense for them to go, I think, offense, 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 because like yeah. you said, they spent all that money. And that's assuming they keep all those picks. They could try to trade up or sure. You know sure. What I mean, so uh that moves us on to the Seattle Seahawks. Nye guy, who you got? I don't know. Um I think they could go for an offensive lineman. And I think the of all the ones that are left, um, Cesar Ruiz from Michigan would probably be the next best one to to fill the, in that spot in the offensive line. Interior, yeah, could play yeah. guard, could play center. He played center at Michigan, but and he, I, he could switch over he, to guard. Yeah, easily. he could do. Yeah, and I think with um, was it yeah, it was Yannick Ngakwe potentially leaving. The thought of Jadavian Clowney not being Jadavian, no Yannick Ngakwe's Jags. There's rumors that Yannick Ngakwe could be traded to the Seahawks. I know what you were both getting that from. Yeah, yeah, I misread that. Sorry. Yeah, Clowney. Um, Clowney is the one who's gone as of right yeah. now. So they could so, lose a pass rusher. Yeah, and and that's the route I went with them needing um, 
a pass rusher, and I'm going to butcher this kid's name <laughs> so bad. But he's from Penn State, and it's Yeter yes. Gross Matos. I th- yes. Probably the it. closest way I'll ever get to saying that. Got it. Um, yeah, that was, that was well done. Yeah, what he said. So I think um, as a pass rushing option, I think he would fit pretty well in Seattle's. Yeah, because L.J. Uh, Collier, the first-round pick that they had last year, um, didn't make a whole lot of sense to me because they took him as a defensive end, and he's a, he's a bit bigger. He's like 280, I want to say, 270, 280. Um, and that's a little on the bigger side for a pass-rushing edge. So mm-hmm. I, I, he didn't really show up last year for them, so I, I could see them taking a pass-rusher here. All right, uh, let's see here. Good oh, morning, Baltimore. Nice. Sweet poetry. <laughs> Rough Riders. Oh, that's got, me. Rough Riders Ravens at 28. Yeah, here the 28th pick, the Baltimore Ravens. I had to take Zach Bond, uh, linebacker out of Wisconsin. Now, mm-hmm. yeah, the story came out this week, you know, diluted sample at the combine. Mm-hmm. Not that big of a deal. He's hydrated, yeah. whatever. Uh, but he's a three down linebacker. He can, he's a very, very good blitzer. I think with this type of defense, Baltimore yeah, they, plays, they could put him on the edge opposite of Matthew yeah. Judon, and he would yeah. fit fit in nicely there. Yeah. And you look at the history of their linebackers; they've coached them very well. They've all, you know, a lot of them have, have had Hall of Fame careers or will have Hall of Fame careers. And I think he, uh, this little incident doesn't take him out of the first round. I think he ends up in Baltimore. And see, I've seen other mocks where they take um, Patrick Queen from LSU. Mm-hmm. Not seen that as well. Pick. Yeah. Uh, now, did we? I can't remember. Um, I just, his name was brought up earlier. Did somebody take Kenneth Murray? No, I had mentioned it, but I didn't. Yeah, okay. I was going to say AJ talked about him. Okay. Um, I don't think linebacker is going to be a huge need. I think the corners for the Tennessee Titans, and that's where we're at now. Um, I'm up number 29 with the Tennessee Titans. This is my last pick of the draft. Um, with oh, – man, God, this is tough because it's – as boom, boom, boom with Trayvon Diggs, Jeff Gladney, and AJ Terrell. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll go with Gladney. I feel like they could use a slot guy with Malcolm Butler being not what they expected when they got him. Um, I'll take Jeff Gladney going to the Titans here at twenty nine. I like it. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, like you said, they need a slot guy. They've mm-hmm. uh, they're returning a lot of the offense from last year, are they not? Yes. Or at least the key piece, the key cogs yeah, to that. They lost like Tajay Sharp at wide receiver. Yeah, like that's that's a that's a nothing yeah. thing. So yeah, no, I like that. That works. And Delaney Walker, but with Johnu Smith, the way I mean, he's he old. That's not that's not a, a really a loss. Yeah. So we'll move on to number thirty, the Packers. Now, Green Alex, Bay. I'm gonna warn you. I'm gonna warn you. There is a no-brainer pick right here. A one one of two no-brainer picks. I mean, Jalen Rieger is the no-brainer. Hmm. They you need disagree? Help, but I, I mean, Martinez I, I, left, man. There's a big hole in the middle of that defense. There, there is. That's that's my thing, though. Is I think right now, Green Bay has to really focus in on getting causing, Devontae Adams' help. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah, they've got to cause they've got to cause mismatches for opposing defenses because mm-hmm. if they can get Devontae Adams any opportunity, this offense puts up 35, 40 points a game. Mm-hmm. You know, you you take one guy away from him, I mean, it's game over. You know, and yeah. I think Jalen Rieger does that. I think he's a slot receiver for this for this team more than anything. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, he's, you can you keep know, Marquez he's, Valdez on the outside. He's six five. He's a massive dude. Yep, Adams, exactly. 
and you could switch around Rieger and Adams and have Adams run slot routes because he's he's one of the better route runners in the league. Absolutely. Uh, you could have you know do whatever do a little more with the offense than what they did last year. So I think Jalen Rieger is the the pick for me. If I, if I'm Green Bay, I take him with the 30th pick of the first round. I I agree. I I do like the pick honestly. I it's just we have had both Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen still more or less sitting. fall out of the fall out of the first round because yeah. I, I don't the Niners don't need a linebacker with no. with a uh, Greenlaw and I I mean they just they're stacked at linebacker yeah they really um, are well honestly there's one place they could go so <laughs> all right uh, number thirty one my guy 49ers where are we going um somewhere in they, San Francisco. They, they yeah, they filled a need at defensive tackle already. So, um, and say they had another pick earlier, and I think you I took you had the, Javon Kinlaw, yeah. So they took an interior defensive lineman, so they're good there. Yeah. So really, the only thing I could think is they would need a wide receiver. Yes. Now, there's a cut. Like my heart says Chase Claypool, mm-hmm. but. That's just me wanting him to go in the first round. Yeah. That's all. That's just pure bias because I like the kid. And I think, as you've mentioned a few times, he's going to end up being a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, a, a tight, a tight end. end. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of his size. And if that's the case, obviously, San Francisco doesn't need a tight end at all. Yeah, clearly. Um, so, I think at this point – the 49ers will take Denzel Mims from Baylor. Nailed it. I, I absolutely love that pick. There was one other receiver, um, Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State. I was. Those uh, were the I, two I had. I like him a lot too. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. Some of these wide receivers are going to have to slip into the second round. There's so many of them. Cause, well, I yeah, I don't have Brandon going until mid-second round, honestly. Yeah. I, I think just because it's so stacked with receivers this year. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these guys went to bigger schools. So mm-hmm. um, I know fantasy Twitter loves Brandon Ayuk. So um, we'll see where he ends up. But uh, right. And uh, Mr. Ruffing, you have a the ultimate pick in the draft for the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl winners. Yeah. I do. This was a tough pick because I really don't think Kansas City stays here at 32. Yeah, they, really I, think they, they, they have a lot of holes to fill yeah. for a Super Bowl team. And, and like no yeah. cap space. <laughs> right, exactly. So I, I honestly see them trading that pick back mm-hmm. and getting a lot of second, third, and fourth round picks out of that. Yeah. I really do. Because like I said, they have no money to spend. They have a lot of holes to fill. Uh, man, I'm going J.K. Dobbins. Okay. Ooh, okay. Over J.T. Should have been JT. Uh, over JT, yeah. I, I mean, maybe because I'm biased, but <laughs> <laughs> clearly. But I think JT, or something about JK, the way he runs, he's just a downhill guy, but he can get, you know, sideline to sideline, but putting it between the tackles, he can get the ball down the field. He can yeah. move it, and he can, he can also catch the ball, too. And mm-hmm. I think he and Patrick Mahomes could be a great uh, one two combination uh, for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, Kareem Hunt, 2017. Yeah. 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 Uh, the now the only again the only issue they have a lot of holes to fill on defense because they lost so many people. They did, um, and they had but the I franchise the tag Chris Jones. Yeah, but I think the later rounds of this draft are loaded with defensive talent. Because mm-hmm. we look See, here at the first round, 
it was so many offensive tackles and you know mm-hmm. corners. Mm-hmm. I think you get to the second, and third rounds, the linebackers, the defensive linemen are going to be loaded because you got to look at guys. Uh, uh, you know, we talked about Malik Harrison a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. He could right. be a phenomenal fill-in in the second or third round. Uh, you know, so there's going to be a lot of talent there later on for those. Yeah, uh, Russ Russ Blacklock from well, Blacklock, TCU. Yeah, excellent excellent pass rushing interior lineman. Um, uh, we missed on the two best linebackers outside of. I mean, you can't even really con- constitute Isaiah Simmons as a linebacker because he's just defense. <laughs> but uh, uh, Patrick Queen and and uh, Kenneth Murray, I, I I like those guys a lot. They're both hyper athletic and very aggressive. Uh, have mm-hmm. a great nose for the ball. Be able to fill in uh, run gaps and set edges uh, when need be. So yeah. I feel like we missed on them a little bit, but whatever. I had fun. Um, and J.K. Dobbins went in the first round, so. <laughs> he, he's one of those guys who he was either going late first early second you know yeah i think so. i had him slotted um because uh what is it clyde hilaire from lsu has been yeah. eating up a lot of he's been moving up draft yeah. boards a lot as well a uh, very good uh option out of the backfield to be able to catch the ball but uh i mean jk dobbins is that as well and, uh, and you I know think, with the kansas city chiefs for that pick also you know, my defensive pick was Jalen Johnson out of Utah, cornerback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, and he yeah. and he would fit. I mean, if if there's one, I don't even want to say glaring weakness for Kansas City, it's their corners. Yes. So I think that that would be a. I think that that would be well, a solid choice as well. They lost one of the Fuller brothers to the Redskins. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And Chavarius uh, Ward, I like him a lot. He's big. He's not the best cover guy, but he can. He can jam guys off at the line and stick with them for a little bit. Yep. But if, if a guy is able to get a f- first move, God forbid, a second move off on him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's game. Do over. you guys have any, uh, any players uh, you're looking out for a little later in the draft that you really like? I mean, so you kind of talked about um, Clyde, uh, the, and I can never say his name. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Thank you from uh, from LSU, and I think there's a lot there. He's got a lot of tools in his toolbox. It seems to be my go-to phrase, but I yeah. think he has a lot of. Uh, I think he has. He's a special kid, and I think because and AJ mentioned this earlier, so many offensive linemen, defensive linemen are going so early that some team's going to be really lucky to pick him up in the second round, and yeah. they're going to get a special kid there. So I think you know, watch for him to to fall. Mm-hmm. But whoever gets him gets somebody who's got a lot of talent, can catch, he can run block. I mean, he's a complete package. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we also uh, – we didn't have any safeties. Uh, Xavier McKinney and Grant Delpit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I honestly see Grant Delpit falling out of the first round for some reason, but uh, it takes one team to like him. So. Right. Um, I also like uh, KJ Hamler out of Penn State. Receiver. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, uh, Ant- Ant- Antonio Gandy-Golden from Liberty. Golden, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Cam Akers for fantasy purposes. I love his run style. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see here. I would love James to see Lynch. the Browns. Mm, yes. Yeah, James uh, Lynch would be good. Who's the guy I was about to bring up? Um, oh, I would love the Browns to take something other than an offensive tackle in the first round and then the second <laughs> round grab Ezra Cleveland. From Boise State. Cleveland blocking for Cleveland. <laughs> Boise State, yeah. Um, Curtis Weaver oh, there's a Cle- from Boise State. There's there's a Cleveland too, offensive or offensive guard 
Georgia. Yeah. I think oh. it was, was, that was Cleveland. Um, Cleveland yeah, should yeah. just go after everybody with the last name Cleveland. That's their draft yeah. strategy. Right. Yeah, that's why I was don't, so mad. Don't say that because that's something they would do. <laughs> I was exactly. so mad when the Cowboys missed out on Dallas Goddard a couple of years ago. Right. Um, Marlon Davidson, I like a lot. He was paired. Uh, he was one of the three, four ends to Derek Brown's mm-hmm. nose tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him a lot. For I like Jacob Eason from Washington. That's a yes. kid I really yes. I have my eye on. That's that quarterback, wasn't it? Yeah, him from Georgia. Oh, he was started out of Georgia. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah. That's the kid with the fucking cannon for an arm. Oh, dude, he can throw yeah. like six thousand yards. It's crazy. Yeah. He could definitely and, uh, throw not the very accurate, over the but <laughs> was it Anthony Johnson? Yes. Um, I'm trying to find him. <laughs> I just seen. Uh, I think he'll actually be a good pick in the second or third round because I think he'll outplay that by a lot. Damon Arnett yeah. from Ohio State. Yeah. Okay. He's an early second round pick. Yep. Uh, and then I mean, you got to think about it too. Last year, he played most of the year the cast on his right hand, mm-hmm. and yet he was I still shut that. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I honestly think one of the more interesting players in the draft, Jalen Hurts, of course. Seeing where yep. he goes, I, AJ and I would love him to go to the. I mean, not love him to go to the Steelers, but I think that would be a perfect fit for him. Mm. Be able to sit behind Ben for a year probably because he's going to go long haul trucking after he retires this year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's about all I got. His um, post career career, <laughs> right? So uh, I don't see any of the other names. I was going to say I, I feel like that kind of does it at least for me. I don't know for you guys. Oh, those and then, are kind uh, of the, the names I'm watching. The big O at tight end. I think he's going to be the guy to watch. I can't, uh, and then Chase Claypool. We talked about him, but there's yeah. there's so many tight ends that are just all kind of clustered together in that second third round range. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I'm that. interested to see too uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire of LSU. Yeah, that yeah, Allison, I were, yeah. I brought him up a little bit ago. Yeah, he's yeah, he's I, gonna be, he's gonna be a good good pickup for a team. Fantasy purposes mm-hmm. wise, I think he could be. A James White or a Deion Lewis for whatever team he ends up on. A good pa- yeah. pass catching back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, situational third down guy. Mm-hmm. So, all right, guys, uh, that will wrap us up. You guys want to go ahead and uh, hit us with all your socials, so that yeah. way our listeners can give you guys a follow and check out your your good shit. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, uh, first off, I guess I want to thank uh, Beard Brothers for uh, doing this collaboration with us i know i'm excited we've got a lot of things planned for everybody um going to be rolling out some really cool things once we once we get going we've got some some joint logos we're putting together some uh some i can i I don't want to reveal it yet but just some other content that we're going to be presenting you guys we're really and before we before we get into any of that we need sports back first can so, confirm yes yeah. please <laughs> so because if any of you are scientists <laughs> right we don't want to get to the point like alex and i kind of figured this out when we did our show last week as we started repeating ourselves from the week previous yeah because it's just <laughs> well say if we don't get sports back we'll just keep making mock drafts right <laughs> we we'll go. do all seven rounds <laughs> and, you know, and i i alex has probably told you i, I have a, a radio show here in fort wayne during high school football season like over all the high school teams and whatnot. We've been talking recently. It's like, we don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's no rough, idea. Man. Cause you know, we, you know, these guys, obviously they're not in school technically, right. Or in school, school right, right. now. So, yeah. you know, there's no weightlifting class. There's no, you know, before school after weight school, you know, cause workouts usually start a week or two right after the school ends. Well, mm-hmm. that's in a couple of weeks. 
So mm-hmm. nothing's going to be going on in May. And so we're all kind of scratching our heads over here, you know, high school level, you know, what yeah. are we going to do? Well, so, high school football is going to look, so, I mean, you know, we talked, I think AJ and I talked on our show and this will be the last thing I promise. Uh, we talked on our show last week that there is a proposal out there for a 10 game regular season, college football season. Yeah. You just cut off the first month there's of college football. For NFL, NFL shortening too. Mm-hmm. So in that first month, the first month of college football doesn't really matter anyway. No, it doesn't. It's all out of conference games, but yeah, so a lot of those small games. schools rely on that money. You know, we talked oh, about yeah. that too. Like the Ball States, oh, yeah. the Toledos rely on that. The, you get the occasional money. like one or two top ten team big matchups in those first couple mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. Alabama, like, so Ohio State's been in twenty twenty three or whatever year twenty next year. I think it's actually Ohio State's paying Ball State one point nine million. Mm-hmm. That's huge for Ball That's State to, to come to the shoe. Yeah, yeah, to get kicked yeah. around for four and quarters. get obliterated. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what to wear. Yeah. My heart's Ohio State, but my college degree says Ball State. My student loans say Ball State too. So yeah. exactly. I don't know what to do? Um, ask them. Uh, you can you could email them real quick and ask them if you wear your Ball State jersey if they'll knock a, a couple grand off. There we go. Right. No kidding. Jeez. I, I got my baseball jersey in here somewhere. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but yeah. uh, Dylan, you were asking for our socials, so I'll just kind of run down that for you guys. Like I said, thank you guys so much. Yeah. There you we're go. excited no, for thank the. You. Oh, dude, oh, look at that. Ball State jersey. Ball yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we're, we're super pumped for this, uh, for the official launch of the Four Beardsman Sports Network. This yes. is kind of that first first go of it, and we're excited. I know AJ and I have been talking about it. I know you guys See, have been talking beards, about it. So we're, uh, we're super pumped for it. And But our social, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're the College Sports Connection Podcast. You can follow us at College Sport Pod. Uh, you can also follow myself. I'm probably changing my Twitter handle soon, um, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's Captain, a little hard to. Yeah. It's a uh, CPT Sheer America. Um, you could just look me up, Alex Sheer, um, and then you can look up AJ. It's uh, yeah, mine's uh, at Roughing Five Five. Yeah, so his yep. is a lot easier than mine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're uh, we're we're really excited. This is going to be a lot of fun, um, and we're looking forward to this big collab. It's going to be a great great thing for us. Big things coming Absolutely. indeed. Yes, sir. All right. And then, uh, of course, naturally, if you want to check out our show or their show, if you enjoy the show, uh, give us a five-star review. It helps us go a, a long way with being able to be seen by other people who haven't heard about us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we definitely greatly appreciate it. Uh, Nye, Mr. Nye and uh, myself have been reading off five-star reviews on our show lately. So We've uh, done it once. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I mean, our last episode. Going off that to something Alex and I always say, if you're going to comment or review us, use a real name. Don't Please. use a fake. Yeah. <laughs> early on, we had some wild ones. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, doubt that. People are crazy. <laughs> and and I'm, sure, I'm sure it's just our friends just trolling us or whatever. But, like, come on, guys. Like, do something real yeah, for us please you, you don't want to see a five-star review from dong whisperer 69 <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> well maybe uh, we do that could be a good thing i mean it depends on how good the review is right yeah. <laughs> so uh our socials you want to follow us at Be- uh beard brothers ff on twitter uh and then it's just beard brothers fantasy football on any other social media platform uh we are on every podcast platform known to man so mm-hmm. ipad died so roughing's out he says uh. bye <laughs> <laughs> but um 
yeah, if you want to give us a follow there, um, we we are still going to be giving away that signed Irv Smith uh, Jr. jersey here. Um, once, hopefully, once this blows over soon. Yeah, say so once just, once the cooties goes away. Exactly. Um, we'll be doing a giveaway for that, and uh, that's about all we got. Um, drafts what eight days away next yeah. week. Yeah, so I won't, be fun. I, I won't be in town for it. So yeah, Alex and I'll. We'll we'll host one for his maybe, show. Maybe we'll uh we'll f- we'll FaceTime each other during the draft. <laughs> yeah, right. We it's can, not like uh, we have well, anything else going on. Exactly. I mean, if you guys want to have me on, we can go over the, over the draft. Um, that'll cool. give me something podcast wise to do. There you go. And we'll uh, let people know we're taking a little break from ours because AJ's out of town places. Yeah, yeah out of town fine. during a lockdown. That makes yeah. We'll, sense. we'll have hey, you come on on one of the shows. Our, our borders ain't shut down, dog. I'm free. Yeah. Woo! So get yeah, cool. Thank you guys. This was a lot of fun and I know that we're we're looking forward to this. So um that will wrap us up this week. And uh we love you guys, we appreciate you, and we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Oh fuck yeah guys, make sure you stay home, stay safe, and uh don't go across the fucking border, you idiots. Alright, we'll see you guys next time. I'm out.